That should be the intro. Akiku Kuma! Hey everybody, this is Alex Kelly with Furloughed Film Talks, the podcast here on a Tuesday with my brother, Ola! Ryan, we are excited to be back to talk to you about all things movies! Yep. It's been a crazy couple fucking days. Uh, lots of stuff have dropped within the last five, four or five days now. So yeah, a lot of shit happens in between, in between Thursday and Tuesday. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost like we need another show, oh, another God. episode. You mean a third one? No, I think we're good with two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, it's just weird that like four, like that Friday through Monday, like just off time is a weird little thing where it's like, I want to get back to the show. Mm-hmm. So we're excited. I'm excited to be here on this Monday recording for our Tuesday episode. Um, but we are going to do our Last Chance Season 5 non-spoiler review. This comes right. out on the 21st of July, and uh, the actual season will drop on July 28th. So we're getting this out uh, right as they would allow us to. Uh, so we will review that in the middle. There will also be a spoiler review once this show drops, everybody has a chance to see it. So next week. Yes, next, next week after next, uh, yeah, it'll probably be next Thursday's episode. Uh, so check that out on the 30th of July, but and it'll also be on YouTube. But And then we will talk about Easy Does It. Uh, ben Matheny uh, was a star writer um, directed by Will Addison, uh, so we will run through our review of that. We, yep. we really enjoyed that movie, so we're excited to talk about it. It's a badass. It should be a cult classic. Yes, I thought that I had that I had that weird like thought where I was yeah, like, yeah, it definitely it has could. the potential to do that because it's so awesome. And maybe not really like cool. just like a cult classic, but something that like there's a certain little just fandom for that's like that's what hey. a cult classic is. But like there's some cult classics that are like as big as they can get, and then there's just little itty bitty ones that are like yeah, there's yeah. people who like it. I guess so. Like Galaxy Quest, I guess. Like I Artemis Fowl. Fuck that noise! You can fuck right off I with mean, that bullshit. I, you know, I think it is going to reach that status, though. People are going to be like, Just yeah, how bad it is. This like, is, like, one of the worst movies ever, so, like, you just have to appreciate it. Or just people who are, like, huge fans of Artemis Fowl and just really don't give a shit how good the movie actually was or anything. Jesus Christ. You all right there, bud? Yeah. Hiccups McGee over what here. What was the movie that fucking James Franco made a parody of? Oh. Disaster Artist is what it was called, the James Franco movie. I have no idea what... I don't remember the name of the actual the the room. room? I think it was like room, the room. The room. I'm Look it up. Sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about this the other day, where it's like, artist foul is that maybe it's that level of bad. They'll just do like a documentary <sighs> of some sort, like in a couple years. I think it's pretty close. I mean, it's pretty fucking bad. Yeah, it's the room. The room. Okay. By... Even the terrible. The the fucking titles. Tommy, Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau. I don't know how. Yeah. So yeah. Go watch The Disaster Artist. That's actually a good movie. Um, Megan Ferguson was in that. Was she? Yeah, she was. The Disaster Artist? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So if we want to drop news here in a couple weeks, we'll drop an interview with actress who will be in a new movie called The Broken Hearts Gallery, Megan Ferguson. So we had a we did that today. We will drop that in a couple weeks. We spoke with her this morning, yeah. this afternoon. Uh, and so this that, afternoon. This afternoon, yeah. So then we'll drop that uh, closer to the release of The Broken Hearts Gallery, which comes out on August 7th. So... Um, but we have two bits, well, really three bits. We're going to touch on it for a second, but three bits of movie industry news that dropped within the last four days. And the first one hits close to home, I guess. Down it's in, relative. Yeah, I, I guess. guess. Down in Austin, they are going to have a boat theater, a drive-in movie theater for uh-huh. boats, basically. On the Brazos River. Yes. Right? So... This is so dumb. I think it's awesome. It's I so, think it's just like, go for it. Fuck this, it. This is disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. I mean, okay, we should clarify that you just can't like roll your own boat up there and just like get in the water. Like, I'm pretty sure that you have to like rent one of their boats and then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, how's like, like, is that how it works? Shit. Like, you go get like a standard like movie boat or whatever and yeah. you pedal that out to the screen. Yeah. Okay, still, people are going to like. People are going to fall in the water. It's going to be insane. Oh, yeah. People it's, are going to drown, dude. Yeah, for sure. So. That will be happening down in Austin if you're... How do you keep people who didn't didn't buy, like, you know, didn't get one of the boats? How do you keep people who are just, like, coming down the Brazos from, like, hop, you know, popping in and I guess chilling? you just close it like a street, basically. You can't you close have, the like, river, though. Just saying, maybe. Like, that's how you'd have to do it. 
I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I, okay. I there's no like specifics in the article that like right. gives you know. It's just like oh, tickets will be available. Was this something they were? You think this is something they were developing before Corona? I don't know why. Someone, I mean, I can imagine someone being like, oh, you know, that'd be cool. Like, as just like a one-off we, thing. What if we combined like floating the river with watching movies? I'm sure. That sounds like a plot straight out of like Silicon Valley, like which is some... Austin in Texas. Yeah, like pretty much. Yeah. No, I I have no clue. I I would have assumed. Yeah, I bet there was at some point somebody who was just like, oh yeah, that'd be kind of fucking cool. And oh, now it's like let's do a fucking week of it. But and it's not like a permanent thing. It's only happening like it's one week for one week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, I would have been like, why the fuck are y'all doing this? But yeah, when you sent it to me, I was like, I thought it was like a permanent deal. Mm-mm. It was just like. Oh, a movie theater is opening on the river in Austin or something. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I have no clue. I thought it was fucking funny. We'll see if it works. How much tickets are? Because you have to pay for a whole boat. Just two of right. you can't get on. You have to have eight people. So I, I have a feeling something bad's gonna happen. Yeah. So we'll see in a couple months whenever that goes down. Oh, yeah. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Take a look at me. But the actual not fun news that dropped today is about a movie that we've talked about probably more than any other movie Literally, on like, we've this probably, show. We've probably talked about this movie every, at least every other episode, if not every yeah. fucking episode. I, I at least, like, referenced yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point in the hour long that we do this Dude, every time. This year just can't let us get arrested. Yeah. So we're talking, of course, about Tenet. Tenet is now delayed not only just to another date but indefinitely it's just removed from the schedule yeah. altogether and what they have said is that they were going to delay it indefinitely but that's uh what the exact wordings say it is going to be an unconventional theatrical rollout with a release date to be announced imminently wait wait what oh god oh my back just snapped like a pack of uncooked spaghetti oh you just walk up and break my back without saying a word oh boo boo on you sir imminently sounds like in a couple days like by yeah at least within a week right so like unless they they could literally just be like, oh, fuck it, and, like, don't announce another release date for, like, a month. And it's just like, what yeah. the hell is going on? Whereas, like, when you hear it imminently, it's like, okay, this should be within a week, week and a half to where we have a new release date and how they're going to roll it out. Because it's going to be an unconventional theatrical release, which makes me think, like, it's either only going to be in specific cities. Right. Or it's majority drive-in theater that type of thing where they like try to or they try to like make their own drive-in theaters throughout yeah. the country like what did they partnered with that like walmart program right? yeah like, i thought i had that thought earlier today that maybe they had done something with walmart dude, could you imagine like christopher nolan with the realization that his movie is going to be released in walmart parking lots like if that happened i really think he'd have a breakdown he would fucking like lose He'd it. Freak. He freaked the fuck out, man. I, I would it, too if I was a if I was an artist at that level. And like, I don't even think it's just like if it's the Walmart one. I think if it's if he's told like it's gonna be played in a uh, um, what's it called a drive-in anywhere, he's gonna be like, the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, get Especially the with fuck all the work he, he does, he puts in the cinematography yeah. and like. No. the choice of medium he uses like in the film and her oh, no. god yeah every time you see a fucking trailer for it, it's like in 70 millimeter in 33 right, millimeter, yeah. and dolby like it's like okay we get it you want to do like you want to push which i like i like most of the time but when it's like so in your face like hey he made a 35 millimeter film like that shit gets really annoying i mean it's Just kind of like, annoying say like, like hey like i did it like don't if it's your marketing push, it doesn't really feel like you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's not like he's writing the marketing copy, right? It's not mm. like we had. We say he has so much power in Warner Brothers. Yeah, but we have if no fucking wants, idea. Like, we have no like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have no. I'm not saying like I know this for fact. I am just speculating. But like, if he has so much power that we think he does, like, mm-hmm. I think he'd be having a hand in how it's marketed. I don't know. I mean, how do we go down this road? I don't really know. Okay. Well, we, we started talking about tenant. Yeah, and him like showing in parking yeah. lots. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, but I doubt that happens. I bet they'll just do like a extremely limited release and won't even release it by like major cities. They'll probably do it by like 
they'll only release it where corona cases are like very low or where they have it under control or some shit like that so we're definitely not getting it if that if that's what happens probably not i mean hypothetical question how far would you drive to see tenet uh wherever we can go to where we can get back here without having to stay the night somewhere so four or five hours four or five hours away so houston's out of the question how's louisiana been dude nowhere like nowhere nowhere in the south so we're totally fucked yeah we'd have to like fly to new we couldn't get into new york holy shit we're never seeing tenant um no i and what i think they will do is like go down that model and then like release it in more and more cities as like the fucking cases come down and things clear up oh, over I like a mean. like a month or two period. Yeah, so like so it'd be like a delayed rollout in you know the places that are and would it be like a, a thing where it's like they they just announce like on a Monday it's like oh here's the theaters it's gonna be in and it's like right literally you have like five days <clears throat> to fucking get your tickets like could it would almost be on that maybe that's what they mean by like unconventional like all of a sudden it's just like here's your release date and it's just in these certain weird cities. Why would they do that, though? Why would they? Because if you're doing, like, a rollout, if you're adding new cities all of a sudden, would they do, like, a whole, like, it would be, like, August 10th, and then it's like, okay, like, Texas looks like it's on the up and up. We're going to wait a month till it, you know, gets to drop in Texas? Or would they say, like, okay, it's August 10th, like, this is a Monday, hypothetically. I don't have the calendar in front of me, but, like, this coming Friday, it'll Mm -hmm. be, Tenant will be released in Texas. Yeah, I... I don't know. I think they would, like, give it a couple weeks, right? They would be, like, you know... I think they would need to see, like, two to four weeks of decline, right? If you, like, see the chart of cases and whatnot, you would have to see, like, a steady decline. I agree, but, like, it would almost get to this point where it's, like, they have this data and they can tell it's, like, a little bit of a decline. And then it's, like, fuck it. Let's just get it out there. Monday they announce it, Friday it's out, so there's not, like, a whole lot of new data for, like, that tide to turn to where it's like, okay, like, it's good right now, screw it, we're just putting it out. Right. And hoping everybody is hearing this message of, like, oh, COVID cases are down and want to go to the movie theater, which then almost is, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy, then all of a sudden, like, cases just spike again Mm -hmm. because everybody's gone to the fucking theater. Like, I don't know. I mean... It's shitty any way we look at it, like... Yeah, like... Are you like? Are you really more at risk of going to the movie theater, like if they take, if they block out like every other row or whatnot? Like, is that more dangerous than like going to Walmart or the grocery store? No, no. Like, no. so I don't think them open like them putting this movie out and opening theaters with lowered capacities is like gonna essentially lead to more cases, right? I don't. No, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If everybody is fine and safe and, like, does what they're supposed to do, yeah, then, yeah, like, we're going to be fine. But if there's even just, like, an uptick, they're going to blame the movie theaters yeah, just like if, they blame the bars. Even like, if it wasn't directly attributable to that. Exactly. So I think that's, like, where it could just be like, oh, those fuckers in that one state, like, had this. And it's like, it's all movie theaters' faults. And, like, that's not yeah. fucking right. Like, we have bars who have had the same, like scrutiny been put on them where it's like hey we were doing it right but these assholes over here weren't doing it right like don't blame all the bars like blame those assholes Mm -hmm. so that's what i think could happen but it's just i don't know know if we're gonna get another i I think i've said this before on here i don't think we're gonna get like another big release this year i don't know i mean because even if like something like changes quickly right now and like cases start going down we have like what maybe a month or two before the flu season kicks in exactly and then like yeah i mean i don't think it would be smart to like try and plan a release in november or december nope and you're definitely not going to plan one in the next like month or two so that leaves you what like october like maybe you can release something in october yeah, which I mean, historically, and I know we're not really talking historical. Yeah, no, that data, shit. This, but like, this October year. is not like a huge movie month. It's always been like November, December, and you know the June, Julys, Mays. So, but yeah, I mean, like you throw all of that the fuck out the wind. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I just don't see how like 
they can legitimately have movies in big theaters here in America without like at least a vaccine. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think they could do it without the vaccine, but I'd like them to. I'd love them to, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I want to see fucking Tenet, man. This shit's been. I want to see Tenet. I want to see Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Like, they just need to put shit. it. They just need to put it on Amazon for like thirty bucks a viewing. What Amazon or Tenet or? Yeah, dude. Like, just fucking release. Like, do something. I mean, it's all bullshit of them you know jerking around for like a month now or it's just like we want it in theaters we're not gonna not have it in theaters like that's all it is yeah i don't know like you think if if they release it on vod and that they did like a re-release in theaters next year would you go see it in theaters hell yeah how many people do you think would actually go do that though uh probably not a lot i mean yeah i don't think it would maybe if it's one of those things where everybody's like this is supposed to be in theaters like well and there's like a huge push then maybe mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i don't know a lot of people who would you know double down on a movie you know what i'm saying like i don't know a lot of people who would pay 20 it would at least be 20 25 on vod who would buy that and then double down by going out to a theater yeah. and buying snacks and like all that type of stuff like i don't know a lot of people who would who would do that i mean i know people who love movies but like that's just not their thing is to go to the movie theater so yeah i don't think a lot of people would which sucks do you think they could like you know show it in one theater in america and then like wait are are the oscars happening next year yeah they pushed it till i think march or april okay so if they showed it in like one theater in america right and then uh ran it through the oscars and you know probably get a few awards and then they do a wide release next summer. That'd be the smartest fucking thing, right? Like, literally just have, have like meet the requirements, meet those minimum requirements to get into the Academy Awards, win a bunch of fucking awards, and then release it next year when all, like all the shit's over. What? Hey, Warner Brothers, fucking call us. <laughs> He's got marketing ideas that'll blow your fucking mind. Yeah, I got you. That guys. would be insane. I mean. That's the smartest fucking move you could do. You have to be really confident, though, because, like... You would have to, like... You'd literally have to show it. You'd have to pack the theaters full of, like, industry people. Just have, like, two showings in L.A., really. Yeah, you keep all the secrets in. Yeah. And, like, nothing fucking gets out. And then, yeah, you're still eligible for the Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. And then next, like, July, you drop the movie. Yeah. That would be the most insane thing ever. Like, you'd have lines around the block. It'd be nuts. Yeah, but, like, you know what they could do is they could actually just only have... It really would just be, like, a... I wonder what the rules are, because, like, do you think they could just have, like, uh, journalists in and critics in to see the movie, and that would count? Pretty sure they have to sell tickets. So it has to be, like... I think I, I've read the rules before of like what the requirements are, and it's something within Los Angeles County okay. that they have to show it, and it has to be a certain amount of time. Bro, like it's it's really it's really specific, but like I know for a fact it's in I LA don't think County. Chris Nolan wouldn't risk that. He wouldn't risk like showing it to two hundred people and then Waiting. just relying on them like signing NDAs for them not to leak it. Yeah, it would have to be people he, like, really fucking trusts mm-hmm. and, like, only lets them in. And then it's like, okay, which it would be fucking hilarious if they just did it with, like, all the cast and crew. Like, that's what they count as. I guess they sell tickets, right? Yeah, I'm If you sold tickets to cast and crew and, like, their immediate family members, yeah. like. Why not? Yeah. Uh-huh. Come on, Chris Nolan. Yeah, what are you guys doing? Call, We're man. giving you the free freaking ideas here. And you can even it's even it's even simpler now. You're doing social distancing theaters. You don't have to sell out nearly as many seats. You could just sell out. Yeah, these... it's like twenty five percent. Yeah, like that's super simple. Mm-hmm. You guys are messing. Plus, up. I plus I'm sure. Like I guarantee, if White Claw, if um, Warner Brothers or someone like attached to Tenet went to the academy, like to the academy. Yeah, I was like, hey, this year's been kind of crazy. Won't you like? that's an understatement (laughs) why don't you work with us on the rules a little bit and uh you know we'll uh we're gonna have your board come see the movie we'll rub your back you guys will do a little little, 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 little,
and uh, make it happen. I'm sure the fucking oh, they'd be like, of course, I'm like yes, sir, indubitably, please. yes, because you know what would they from their angle, they'd what? be like, uh, I mean, there's. There's not going to be a lot of like buzz. Oh, dude, yeah. What? Fuck. You're going to give an award to Unhinged? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like there's not like, going to be much buzz for the Oscars this year because there's not a lot of movies. Like, how do we spice this up? Oh God. Tenet, just literally all yeah. Tenet. So you know what I really want to see? I want another um, like secret uh, pandemic uh, production <laughs> to happen. But I just what want was to... what was the other one called? Martin and Marie or something? Oh, gee, that wasn't it. No, it's something like that. I Morty and Maria. No. It's something Maria. It's Marie. It's Marie. 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 Okay. It's... <laughs> we just talked about this like a week ago. A lot has happened since. Then, I know, man. but anyways, uh, I want something like that. But I just all I want is fucking Timothy Chalamet, bro. That's it. Like a one man one act play. Fuck yeah, dude. I'd be down for that. Or would you? I would. How close was the name? Uh, none of these are actually showing me the name of the movie, which is highly. Oh, it's gonna be unfortunate. Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. I was close. Okay. I had the first two letters right. Malcolm Martin. All right. I I don't remember. Anyways. Okay. Uh. So yeah. So that's our tenant talk. God damn it. Our tenant talk. There's, there's another idea for you. Ted what? talk. Tenant, tenant talk. talk. How the fuck are y'all missing these easily marketable ideas? They should have a tenant talk. They should don't flick out <laughs> off our audience. I was flicking off myself. Don't do that. You fucking crazy man. No, I, like they should have tenant talks. Christopher Nolan should have like little. My, he should. You know what they should do? They should set up Christopher Nolan in front of a camera, drop fucking like fifty grams of mushrooms in his mouth, and then like slap him around a little bit and be like. Go. Go. Yeah. Time. Go. Anyways. That'd be awesome. Okay. We've uh, we we've need, really we, exhausted this. We need to reel it back yeah. in, into... No, this is a fun episode, Ryan. Oh, has it been? It is, yeah. Okay. So, we are now going to talk about a book I'm reading. <laughs> I really, like, is sad like you're about to say, and now we're going to talk abortion. <laughs> wow. No, that's... It's not what I meant. It, but it, like that's that's where your head was at. I, I guess? don't know. Like that's okay. kind of what it sounded like. Interesting. Sounded that's like, not what we're talking about. A book. A book. It's close. We're we're diverting from our path of being a movie podcast. We said books. at least three times like there was some there's a book that's being made into a film that we need to read, but and we, we never did it. We never have. Yeah, but we're doing it now. Now because Ryan Gosling's attached to this. Hell, fucking, and so is America's ass. Chris Evans. C C. Yes. So what we are talking about, obviously, is I don't know. So the Russo brothers have been signed on to a Netflix adaptation of Mark Grinney's book, The Gray Man. Real fast though, Russo brothers, finish the magic show first, please. What? Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. They're go doing ahead. Them. Stop with stuff that's $200 million of budget and go do the magic, the gathering, please. Priorities, man. Whatever. Hey. So, yeah. I think when Netflix throws $200 million at you to do something, you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to go do that real fast. Before Probably, yeah. Well, so, magic. Well, what's the basic premise of uh, oh, this? This guy who's going to be played by Ryan Gosling. And how did the aliens return you all to Earth? Oh, I was carried down <laughs> gently. <laughs> He's crying. I was carried down gently in a cradle of light placed into a soft bed of wildflowers. Yeah, yeah. The light uh, laid me down like a baby in a meadow near my house. I was smiling and weeping. Tears of joy, sir. All right, well, now this missed me a little bit. He is known as the Gray Man. Okay. Yeah, he can kill anybody. Because he's just, like, a merc? He is, like, a merc on steroids. Okay. Nothing can stop this dude. Not even getting, like, captured and being sold off back to the CIA, but then, like, somebody else is hunting him down. And then, like, yeah, it's a crazy story. And it's based off of off the book called The Gray Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the Gray Man is going to be played by Ryan Gosling. And then he is being tracked down by a former CIA, like, compatriot of his who's played by Chris Evans. Okay. And so it's Chris Evans 
fucking hunting down Ryan Gosling being directed by the Russo brothers on Netflix with a $200 million budget. Ugh! If you aren't excited off of that one sentence, then I don't know what this podcast is doing for you, but I am so how excited. Do you like, how do you like the book so far? The book is amazing. Okay. I got it Saturday because the news dropped Friday and Amazon got me the book Saturday. That's how you do it, Amazon. Yeah. Can we pause real fast? Like, yeah. Why the fuck do you have four different beverages here? Yeah, I was going to say Alex that has a Mexican cola, yeah, an Ozarka water, water, a... I have to have water to say hydrated. This is, this is empty. No, it's hard, Blind Lemon. Blind Lemon. Deep Ellum. Deep Ellum. Right. And then a uh, White Claw. Yeah, White Claw. Because this one was almost empty. You have it's a, empty now. You have a fucking problem, man. I know, I do. Uh, okay, anyways, back to A Ghost Inside. That's the name of the band, but okay. It's The Gray Man. The Gray Man. The Gray Man. Same thing. Ryan Gosling in a Netflix movie with the Russo's brothers. Yeah. Go. It's, it's going to be That's great. That's all you need to know to get super excited mm. for this. See, they want it to be like... Probably going to be like, what, two years before we see this thing, though? Um, They'll probably start production next year. Because they're going to do Extraction next. They're writing that right now, the Russo brothers. Extraction? Extraction Part 2. Uh, That was the... The Chris Hemsworth movie. The Chris Hemsworth movie. Yeah, yes. yeah, okay. So they're making With, a sequel prequel. In like Bangladesh? Yeah, Bangladesh. Okay. okay. Uh, no, no, it was Mumbai. Whatever. Anyways, so they're going to do that, and then they'll probably do this. So yeah, 2022 is probably, maybe, yeah, 2022 is probably the right time to say when yeah. that's going to be out. But they want this to be like a James Bond f- type of franchise for um, Netflix. It'd be really cool, dude. And I think... Like, I can't, I don't see Brian Gosling doing many Netflix movies though. I don't see him doing like a friend like a you know. If they're two hundred million dollars, he will. How much do you think he's making off of it? Probably a quarter of that. He's not making fifty million. Brian Gosling does not make fifty million. I'm kidding. No way. There's no fucking way he makes that much. Um, he's probably in the ten to fifteen million range. Nah, I bet he's like twenty to thirty. I have no fucking clue, dude. Him and Chris Evans probably get the fucking same amount. Um, oh wow, okay. What? The most he's ever made was ten million for Blade Runner. So I was right. Ten to fifteen million is yeah, probably what he'll yeah, get. You're one hundred percent right. <clears throat> he's made a lot of money though. Yes, yes he has. Yeah. Um, no, like I, I'm a huge Ryan Gosling fan. He should have made way more than a million dollars for the notebook. That poor, poor soul. He only made a million dollars for the notebook? Yeah. How much did he make for the nice guys? Alex. I don't care. We're going to just do this real fast. This is um, our show. How dare you? Seven. Million? Yeah. Hell. He earned every penny for that uh, movie. La La Land, he made eight. Yeah. For some reason, Song to Song in 2017, he only made 150000 Yeah, because it's a super small movie. Okay. Guess how much you made for uh, Remember the Titans? Two hundred thousand. Less. Seriously, how much? Fifty thousand. Oh damn it! I almost said that. Yeah. All right. Sunshine well, was not making the cheddar. Nah, he was not making that bank. But this movie, I'm really excited for. When I saw like Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling, I got really, really excited. Yeah, I'm. That, it's exciting. It's really exciting. So exciting! Yeah. Yay! So. Onward, upward. It's time to talk the last football season of Last Chance U. Yes. Ryan, do you want to give a quick synopsis of what Last Chance U is? So, what is Last Chance U? Holy shit. Basically, uh, Last Chance U is where Netflix drops a little fiddle crew into a, a junior college football program. And the latest edition of that is um, based in Laney College in Oakland, California. So basically what they do is they drop in and they pick out like a few key players and they really dive into like the lives of these players, you know, uh, what their family life is like, what their background is like. Um, And then they do a lot of background on the, you know, town or city that the... um, college is based on and the whole basic premise is like these kids normally have something that happens to them like they were at a d1 school but they you know got caught with drugs or they did something and 
they're trying to rehab their kind of reputation in order to get back to a D1 spot. Or it's other kids who didn't get a D1 scholarship out of high school, and in order to showcase their skills to D1 schools, uh, to eventually make it to those schools, they go and play for junior college schools. So it's really like following these players' stories and seeing if they actually make it back to D to a D1 program uh, or make it to a D1 program for the first time. So it's usually really fun. Last season's was absolutely batshit crazy because we had the coach who ended up getting booted from the school for a horrendously, I don't know, is that a racist thing? Is it a... Yeah, I'd say it's racist. It was a text, too. Yeah, this It wasn't guy... even just, like, something he said that could have, like, been refuted. It was, like, he texted this. We have it on right. the phone. So, like... last year, like, they had this coach who had... Coach Jason Brown, I think Yeah, they had, a, they had a player or a, a trainer from Germany mm-hmm. who was working in their locker room. And uh, for some reason, the coach decided to tell this guy that he was now his new Hitler. Uh, and to, you know, get in the step. So... Yeah, that guy got fired real fucking fast. Real fast. So uh, uh, he's on. Uh, he's on cameo for like two hundred bucks. If you want to book him real fast, no one does. No. But uh, so this year at Slaney College, much better uh, coach. This coach guy, Jason Beam, man, is a fucking hoss. We have said, last we, dude. We will. We have said we will not do spoilers today. We can't. We can't. Yeah. But Coach Jason Beam, number one coach of this show. Of all the seasons, so of far, all of the seasons, yeah, yeah, for sure. Buddy, total asshole. He was gr- chewing people out. Mm-hmm. Absolute, not a great guy. I think he cared about his coat, his players, but fuck, not a great guy. Brownie fucking called himself Hitler to somebody, so like that tells you everything you need to know about that fucking guy. Mm-hmm. And then you have Coach uh, John Beam or Jason Beam. I think it's John. John Beam. I think I should remember that. Fuck. But. He is the best coach that has been on this show in the five seasons. He, You can tell he legitimately cares about his John player. Beam. John Beam. He cares about his players. They focus on three or four different players. There's Dior Walker-Scott, mm-hmm. the running back, who is an absolute stud. Uh, but there's parts of his story that are absolutely heartbreaking. Yep. Uh, RJ, the wide receiver, yep. whose backstory is... Yo, this is next level. Like, this is... Uh... This is like Tiger King level crazy. Yeah, like absolutely bad shit crazy. Like this is the part where it's like we cannot spoil what happens. That uh, the Netflix documentary about the family whose daughter kept getting kidnapped by the neighbor. Yeah, like, that level of fucking crazy. That's it's how... just the twist this story takes is that level of just what the fuck are y'all doing? Fucking nuts. The whole dude. family. So his story is nuts. That's about midway through the season where all of a sudden it's just like, hey, uh. This wide receiver who, like, really wants the ball, here's why. And then it just, like, takes a fucking left turn, and you have no idea where it's going. And it. And then you had the, uh, the guy from... Uh, New! New, new. New. He's yeah. N-U-U. He's a lineman. Uh, Samo- Samoan? He was a Samoan lineman. I think... I'm, yeah. yeah, Samoan. Okay. And so... Hope he, so. Yeah. He has two kids, and he has a wife, and they're living with his parents, and he's trying to get, you know, uh, the step up next to next to, to the next level. He wants that D1 offer, mm. and that's what he's working for, and you see him kind of make some missteps, and he's the most lovable of the three. Yeah, for The sure. three well, main that they kind of talk about the most. Dior is pretty pretty likable. No, I'm not saying not likable. I'm just saying, like, yeah, cuddly lovable. Yeah, like, dude. I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, but Dior, like, when you see Dior and you see what he's going through, it's just like, bro, this guy better fucking get there. Like, he deserves to get to the next yeah, level. Like, he really does. That dude is making fucking one-handed catches and you shit. He went through so much shit. Oh, yeah. Like, his family's... Everybody's family situation is pretty fucked. Is insane, and there's a common theme that we will not say now, but when we can say it next week. Got it. Yeah. So just had to mute the mic and tell them real fast. Um, but that theme of the show is just wild. Yeah, and so I I was very very pleased with with how this season was. I I can remember when Last Chance You 
uh, premiered four years ago. And it was something that like just kind of came up on the Netflix page. And I was like, football, I miss football and played it. And then just ran through the whole first season in a night. Mm-hmm. Like that was such a great series. It's always been really good. Like it's yeah. always been extremely well made. And so, to- and this was the last year of football, right? So what are they yes. doing next year? So they're doing basketball. That's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Dude. It will, I think like for us, I think since we're, in the south in texas we just love football and so it's immediate like connection yeah i think we both like basketball but like i don't know not nearly as much as you like football exactly so it's like that different level but i still think like the drama and the issues and an la juco basketball program oh dude like yeah because holy you know how much crazy drama there is like these kids have gone through through like um the youth programs. What's that fucking one? They, uh, AAU. Yeah, AAU. Yeah, there's a kid at our Kroger just around the corner from here. He's at, he's outside asking for donations for his AAU program. Like, those kinds of stories. Yeah. Like, so, no, I think they capped it off really well with this last season of football. Um, I would love to see where Coach Beam is right now, how he's getting ready for this new season, like what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I would love, it it is always a shame that like they only do one season Yeah, because you would want to see this. You want to see like every season of this guy. This guy's so cool. No. And like he's been in the, the, um, Oakland area for like 40 years. He'd been coaching high school before and now he's doing this college thing and he's had success everywhere he's been. And yeah, he won a state championship the year prior to them recording. Yeah. But not only like this, this season, it literally within the first three minutes just shows you how different it's going to be from the first couple seasons, but it is still by far the best of last chance you. Yeah. So I, I highly encourage people to go check it out uh, when it drops next Tuesday, a week from today. Is July, it Tuesday? Yeah. So it's July 28th. So definitely go check that out on Netflix. Um, thank you for, for Netflix for what, letting us watch it early. We, yeah, that was insanely cool. No, nah, it was super dope. Like, yeah, we'll have a spoiler... Spoiler talk. Next week, because week. there's some crazy shit to talk about. There is a lot. Are you going to want to rewatch it? Nah. I'll probably rewatch it one more time in this next week to just kind of get... You got time for that? I got... It's eight, it's eight, it's eight hours. It's a work day. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, yeah, perfect. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. I mean, yeah, you know... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so no, I'm gonna check that back out. I'm gonna write some notes down for the spoiler talk because I think that's gonna be a long discussion. You about do it. that, honey. Ow! I think that's gonna be a long discussion of that show. Um, but yeah, Last Chance You season five. Check it out, July 28th. It's very good. Yes. Uh, Jindo head review. Ne- oh yeah, Jindo head review. Yeah. Do you want to do the little secret secret thing? The the secret the little secret handshake. Yeah, the little secret like. I'll write it on my hand. Don't do that. That's odd. Why not? Okay. Okay. Ready? Are you ready, Ryan? Yeah, so we're going to like... Same time. I'm going to show mine to the camera. Okay. One, two, three. 3.25. Yeah. I've got a 4.5 on my hand. Damn, seriously? Yeah, I thought this was incredible. Uh, I, I mean, I, really I thought it was pretty it. good, but it's not like, yeah... I mean, it's kind of no. I think it. I think it's really well done. I think the characters are awesome. So wait, should we be giving a rating? Or is it non? Yeah, no. We rating? can we can give we can our do rating. that. Yeah, okay. we can give a rating. Cool, cool, cool. We want people to go watch it. That's why they let us put this stuff out with no spoilers. It's just say like it's good. Four point five, three point two five, which is still a good rating from him. Mm-hmm. Go check it out on July twenty eighth. Yeah. So yeah. Now to tech. Ben Matheny, Easy Does It, Lemon, Lemon, Lemon Stars, Hamilton. Spangled Bandit, and the Apache. The Apache Warrior. Dude, that is our Halloween Linda costumes. Linda Hamilton. We are, dude, okay, we need to, like, hit him up and see, like, hey, like, where do we get this stuff to do this? We don't, we, nah, dude, like, we can just get a shitty fucking, like, denim jacket and spray paint it for the colors. Mm-hmm. We can get the, you know, all the shit. We need to get paint, uh, face paint so you can draw the Apache shit on your face. And it, perfect. And fucking... Like, Greg won't have to do anything to be Colin. Yeah, no, he's a spitting like, We literally just have to put in him in a short and tie, and he's Colin. And, like, fake glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... We are, of course, talking of the new movie that came out this past weekend called Easy Does It. I fucking love this movie, okay? 
Yeah, you were you were very adamant after we walked out of that theater. Yeah, like, it's this is awesome. It's like such a unique like take on filmmaking. This will this is like nothing you've ever seen before. What? No, it's it's fun. It is fun, but like the way they cut it together, it's like yeah. They can you think of any other movie that like had this like you know overarching story and then these like. Eight millimeter like cut ins of footage, like vignettes almost. Yeah, dude. I, no, like so there's cool. nothing else quite like it, and it's just it's something that they put together themselves, and they wanted to be unique, and they pulled it off right, and they just they had fun fucking making this movie, and you can tell by watching this movie that they just had a blast. Yeah, for sure. Like I, so the the, the story is Ben Matheny and uh, his sidekick. Scott. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out the actor's name. Oh, the actor's name? Yes. That'd probably be good. Yeah, maybe. Just log into IMDb Pro yeah, real man. quick here. Just real fast. Gonna do this. A little easy does it. Let's see. Uh, Will Addison is the director. Yep. Uh, why is this doing that? Matthew Paul Martinez. Okay. Is the guy that plays Scotty. Scotty, that's right. And so they are these two that are just kind of drifters. They work as uh, uh, dishwashers in a restaurant, and they're doing fake fights to get hobos to pay the money. Like, yeah, they just do wild like, shit. They do uh, scam fights under the overpass. Yes. Yeah. And so they are trying to get to uh, the bounty or the kind of bounty of gold that Ben Matheny's character um i'm so off today jack jesus jack yeah jack had gotten information from his mom that there was well, yeah so like coins. his mom sent him a postcard that says hey jack if you're reading this i'm dead I'm dead and uh there might be some hidden treasure for you underneath the san clemente pier in california uh so that starts him off on this like journey to drive from mississippi uh to california Problem is, though, they don't have any money, so they go on a crime spree throughout uh, Louisiana, Texas, and New Mexico, robbing gas stations and robbing, like, convenience stores for gas money and, and shit. And uh, it's it's a ride, dude. It's a fun little <laughs> ride of a movie with them picking up Colin as a hostage. Yeah, they pick they... up ho- Colin. They use Colin as a hostage in one convenience store. And they quickly turn into, like, this, like, trio of little, you know... Just bandits, basically. Yeah, Across like, the South. Colin is Calvary. all in on the banditry. Yes. Yeah. Which, the vignettes with, like, the, the 8 millimeter that they use, they were introducing characters through that in just kind of a fun way where it was like, oh, okay, that's this person, and, like, this is that person. Which yeah, because it pays off really well at the end of the movie. Because in the beginning of the movie, they show like all the characters, and like it, it's clearly a different um, camera. It's an eight millimeter yeah. with like a, it's kind of like a, this big. The frame that's like very crackly, and they introduce like six to eight characters, and slowly throughout the actual story, these characters are introduced. And the very last one is actually Colin's ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. who he drives all the way back to arizona to be with yeah and that like callback was super like really really cool it was just a fun little it was a fun setup of like oh shit okay that's the one person that you haven't been Seen shown yet. right is a character in this story and it's just like okay here she is mm-hmm. and it's just and they also so- use like sound effects so differently than most films yeah. right like Every single, like, motion of a car or a hand or arm, like, had a, like, sound effect overlaid. And it was real. the whole movie was kind of, like, this trippy, like, psychedelic. Well, it was one of those things where there's movies where they do, like, sound effects for movements and they just sound cheesy or, like, dumb. None of these, like, don't, none of them sound dumb. Like, they just sound like these dudes, like, messing around. And this is what the product was, and they're just having fun and yeah. Doing I mean, shit. at some point, you're almost like you're wa- It's almost like you're watching a comic strip, right? Yeah, because you're like the the visuals are like kind of really exaggerated and hyperbolic, and the sound effects are you know really unusual and like 
offer a kind of like otherworldly feel to the action. It really feels like the pace and like uh, effect of a comic, and it's two comic book characters basically. Yeah, they they um, vigilantes like Robin. as they get like uh, recognized by local papers, they're they're named the Starred Spangled Bandit and the Apache. Well, no, no, no. first he's named the Little Turkey. In oh, but Spanish. Was it Bevedo? Or yeah, something? Bevedo turned something, and then he's like, "No, I'm the Apache Warrior," and then they start calling him the Apache Warrior. Dude, yeah, that shit's hilarious. This, I, I, I'm really glad that we were able to go see this, and I think this is the type of movie that if we had watched it, if we had never even talked to Ben, I think it would have been something that we would have just like really enjoyed. Yeah, because it's for sure. not, and people have kind of shit on it because they're like, it's. Oh yeah, what was that website's name? That we're gonna fight. We're not gonna say that shit. Why? Some somebody gave it a zero out of four, and that's just fucking ridiculous. And it's people who like don't realize that it's supposed to be an exaggeration of a certain type of genre of film. Like they just went off of it and just shit all over it. It was like, okay, dude, like cool. You don't understand what they were trying to do and what the fucking like messages were, Mm -hmm. or you just didn't give a shit. Like, and there's a singular message throughout where it's literally just do what you want to do like do what your life is telling you to do and don't like let your life just kind of get away from you right like go ahead if there's something that you've always wanted to do go ahead and do it and go for your dreams like that's what this whole message of the movie is and that's born from these college students wanting to do their own movie and they've went ahead and fucking did it like, did they have some breaks? Yeah, but, like, they went ahead and made their own movie, and that's what the message is through the movie, and it's reinforced because of the real-life story of these guys, and these fuckheads on another, like, movie website don't know that, don't give a shit, hadn't, didn't take the time to look into the background of it, and were just like, ah, oh, it's a piece of shit, and just, like, threw it away. Like, yeah. They're, they don't want to engage with the story behind it. They just want to watch some shit and not think about, like, what's really behind everything that's going on th- with this. They just want to say, like, oh, it's not an art house film and fucking throw it away. Yeah, it was so, super pretentious. There's my rant. I mean, especially, like, the way they wrote the article. But, yeah, I mean, let's not focus on that too much. It's neither here nor there. But I, I really enjoyed it. No, I thought, I, like, you I know. thought it was a lot of fun. It's an hour and a half. It's seven bucks on Amazon right now. Like, go fucking watch it. There's not anything else that you've probably seen out there that is like this. And if you want something that's going to kind of be different and not just some other fucking Friends rerun on HBO Max that you watch for the hundredth time, you want to watch something for an hour and a half that's different, like, go watch this. Yeah, I mean, this is... It's certainly something unique. If you like, you know, very kind of out-there things and unique things... Yeah. If you like cult classics, check this out. And if I, you, I hope this gets to that level. If you want the feeling of seeing a movie in a movie theater by yourself, go to a premiere cinema in Grand Prairie. We were not by ourselves, though. Uh, yeah, we had a guy behind us. That was kind of weird. Yeah. It was like a worker. I th- you, you thought it was a worker, didn't you? I thought. I don't know. We right. couldn't tell. But there was three people. Literally, there was uh, th- three people in our theater, and there was two people... I pulled up to this fucking theater. I thought it was closed. There were literally two cars in the parking lot, and yeah. both of them had to be like. And so that's employees. not an, that's not an indictment on Easy Does It. That's an indictment on the current atmosphere of oh yeah yeah movie going. Um, tell you what, yeah, though, Chipotle was hopping. Yeah, Chipotle was. There was like ten people in line. Yeah. So no, like Easy Does It is in drive-in theaters and movie theaters. Go to their website, Easy Does It um, Movie dot com check out the theaters that if there's one near you there's not a lot of people at the movie theater so i think you'll be safe just go and be smart about it um wear a mask don't touch a bunch of shit take your hand sanitizer slash anal beads jesus christ you will be safe i'm trying to promote a movie ryan sorry we will there's not a lot of people going out so i think you'll be safe to go see this movie in theaters it's a fun movie i have my rating for it Ryan, what did, was your Gendo Head max rating? Uh, 4.25. Okay, I gave it a 3.5. That's pretty good. Yeah, That's so it's a fun movie. Go check out Ben Matheny, directed by Will Addison. Linda Hamilton from Terminator is in it mm-hmm. with some questionable cornrows. So, John Goodman does a little voiceover action. Yeah, like it's just a fun movie. It's about an hour and a half. 
go check it out. You will not be disappointed by it. And if you are, DM me on Instagram at Captain Crones. I'll take whatever hate you want for that movie. I don't care. So, uh, yeah, this has been a fun, funner. What? How long is this? This has been a little bit of a shorter episode, Ryan. Is it a little bit of shorter? It's right at the kind of like mark that we've been going for. Oh, is so. this good? Do we need a need a little ham it up a little more here? No, I think we're good. I think we should sign off. You want to give some shout outs? Shout outs to who? Who do we have shout outs to, Ryan? I think we should. Uh, I mean. Shout out to Ben Matheny for yeah Ben Matheny coming on yeah for doing that and then uh, shout out to M. M. Are we just gonna shout out Emily every time now? Why not? I think we should. Yeah, she I listens think... to every episode. We should so. be together cousin, right now. We should be in cousin... Mississippi together right now. We should. Ruxton should be on the show actually. That should was we have? To... That oh, was that's to... right. That was supposed to happen. And well. he's really excited about baseball now. His his team, the Toronto Blue Jays, start playing on Friday. He's a goddamn fucking. I don't know where he came from i don't either like he roots for the strangest teams yeah he's a toronto he went fan from, he went from the stars to where do you got that like was it the raiders after oakland that? raiders yeah now he's a freaking toronto like maple leaves fan and he's a la dodgers fan yes yeah i he's forgot all about that one over the goddamn place yeah and so he chose to go to oklahoma, oklahoma University sooner we're giving a lot of information out about our brother. We are. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> His security, social security number is. Yeah. This is our brother who loves other teams that are not Dallas, even though he's literally born and raised. Born and raised in Dallas. There's we, more information, I wasn't even I born or raised. I guess I was raised in Dallas, but. Yeah, you were not born here. I wasn't That's born here. A Palmetto flag on our freaking. Palmetto and Crescent flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South Carolina, baby. Texas forever. Texas uh, forever, for sure. But, yeah. So, no. Uh. We were supposed to have Ruxton on this week, but that... We will have him on, on eventually, though, right? Will we? I mean, I think we should. I think uh, I think we owe it to the kid. Um, yeah, he's had a hell of a couple months. Yeah, it's not been a fun time for him. So We'll have him on the 100th. He'll yeah, be part of the okay. 100th. Well, we we're just going to keep adding shit to the 100th until it we happens. We should do before then. Nah, it's fine. It's uh, fine. It's me, and Rux, it's me and Rux will do a secret episode without you. If I see that there's a secret episode, I'm deleting it faster than you can say, hey! I'm going to change the login. To- I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, straight. This is the one thing I have in, of control in my life, Ryan. Mm. Don't take it from me. Okay, I won't. Okay. But yeah, this has been a fun episode, Ryan. Fun, fun episode. We talked about the stuff that's going on. Maybe none of it was sensical, but whatever. Uh, we had fun talking about it. We hope you did as well um we'd love to interact with y'all more we are on youtube furloughed film talks follow us on instagram uh furloughed film talks as well yep uh we will we put out stuff we'd love to get your interactions what you would like for us to talk about um so just let us know we'd love to interact as well as twitter furloughed film so follow all those uh hit us up we'd love to talk to you but we will talk again on thursday about what is going to be inevitably be another crazy couple days of movie news and we will be back on thursday with it so talk to y'all then adios amigos